Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there, you're listening to episode 116 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is how to feel good about your body in bed and how to love your naked body. One of the challenges that's very common in my practice, seeing that my clients struggling with their self-image and body image, and it's devastating to hear how that challenge gets in the way of them enjoying sex and having wonderful sex life and truly is a barrier for many, many of my clients and even friends and colleagues to truly show up authentically in their sexual relationship with themselves and others. So we're going to talk about this topic. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about how common it is. And I'm going to also talk about specific tools that you can use and practice to improve it. Because as many of you guys know, I love uh, processing things, but I think unless we have these tangible tools that we can use, we are not able to make long-lasting changes. Before I dive into this topic today, I want you guys to share this episode if, if you find it helpful with your friends or someone that you think they're struggling with their self-image because this is a very pervasive issue and I think it's really important for us to create awareness around that. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to dive into our topic today. Based on my experience of working with many people around their sexuality and people who are struggling with their self-image, people usually get divided in two categories. One category of people are those who are struggling with their general body. They don't like the shape of their body. They don't like their height. It's just this dissatisfaction all around about their body. The second group are people who are dissatisfied with their genital size and shape. They're okay, for example, with their height, with their legs, but they feel uncomfortable about size of their penis, size of their breast, shape of their vulva. And for them, it's really hard to be sexual because it requires them to expose these parts of their body. One thing that I really, really want you guys to know is no matter what type of shape or size or height you have, there's a group of people out there that they would love to have have that. And I'm just not saying it from the positive self-image kind of uh, perspective. I'm just sharing my truth with you guys. Being a clinical psychologist, I'm a confidant of many people and I work with many people around helping them around their sexual challenges. And what I noticed is people taste and what they find sexy and desirable is drastically different. I know that media and social media and TV and advertisement project this image of a certain body that's thin or for women and masculine for men as desirable. But being having the honor of listening and hearing people's stories, I know that's not what most people desire. 
And I want you to know that. I know hearing it from me is not necessarily change it for you, but I feel like it's a public announcement that I have to make because I feel I have the pleasure of hearing people's stories. And it's sad for me to see that many women try to change their body to something specific and missing the wonderful thing that their current present body have to offer. So one thing that you need to keep in mind is our body image is a combination of our thoughts, emotions, and behavioral reaction to our body and weight. There is not necessarily a truth when it comes to our shape of body. It's all the stories that we tell ourselves. And these stories are shaped based on our history and biology and culture and development. For example, as you guys know, what is desirable right now is very different than what was desired, I don't know, 100 years ago. And some of the stuff that people find undesirable right now was was very desirable before. One of the examples that always come to my mind is about like 110, 20 years ago in Iran, during Qajar dynasty, uh, women who had facial features and they were bigger, they were very desirable. And and it's funny that I had this conversation with my husband. He's a physician and he said, like, when I look at this picture of the women that were divas in last century in Iran, they have the feature of someone who struggles with PCOS. So, and you can see that like right now, people do everything to change that. But back then that was something that was praised. So um, there is no specifically one truth when it comes to beauty, as you know, a big part of it is cultural. And I think one of the things you can do to feel good about your body is changing the story that you're telling yourself about your body. And I know that how our culture focuses and idolizes thinness for women. And I was looking at studies and showed that the women who have bi- uh, higher BMI, they reported having lower self-esteem and depression. And as many of my colleagues in the world of eating disorder recovery, they know that BMI is not necessarily even an accurate assessment of someone's uh, physical health. And also, it's not the only issue for women. So men also experience tremendous pressure. And the focus for them is I need to increase their muscle mass. And there was a study in 1999 that talked about gay men and how they also experience greater level of dissatisfaction when it comes to their shape of their body compared to heterosexual men. So I guess the reason I'm saying all of this is that this is an issue that many people, regardless of their sexual orientation and gender, experiencing. And why is it important to change your relationship with your body, specifically in the bedroom? I sometimes hear that people avoid sex because they don't like their body. As I mentioned that it's a, there is a correlation between body dissatisfaction and low self-esteem and also depression. And we just had this bonus episode that I talked about how even depression can change your sexual, sexual life and sexuality. If you haven't checked that episode, we can go to the show note and check out that bonus episode. Anyhow, so if you're struggling with your body and you're not satisfied with your body, 
then you're probably, even when you're having sex, you're kind of preoccupied and you just want to get over with it and you're not truly connecting in that uh, with that experience. And also, I always make this analogy with my clients that if you don't like your body, it's like you would treat it poorly. For example, if you get a gift that you like, for example, I just got a this very nice sweater for Persian New Year for my husband, and I really like it. I wanted it for the longest time, and I'm really taking care of it. I make sure it's a good place. I'm sure that I'm making sure that it's not getting uh, stained and all of that. And our body is like that. When we love our body, when we have confidence, we'll, we're going to take care of our body. We want to make sure it's nourished and we want to make sure that we're taking care of it. If there is any disease, illness going on, we're really attending to those things. But when we don't like our body, it's like getting a crappy gift. When I get a gift from strangers, which at times I get from, for people that they don't truly know me, and we always, we've all been there, we don't want to throw it out, but the gift, we have no use of that gift. And you just put it on the drawer and you're not taking care of it. And it's just because you don't care about it. And when we don't like our body, it's similar. We don't take care of it. We're not going to attend to it. Therefore, we're kind of feeling this cycle, negative cycle of feeling worse about our body. So it's really important for you and for your sex life to take step to change the story that you're telling you about your body and what you can do to change it. First exercise I want you to do requires you to do a little bit of journaling. So if you're driving, if you're somewhere that you cannot write, I want you to write a note to yourself that you'll do it. I want you guys to think about and close your eyes and really think about your life. How would your life be different if you didn't have body image concerns? What kind of a sexual positions you would try? What kind of a sexual kind of situation you would create with your partner? What was your life would like if you were not consumed with this endless battle of, I hate my body and I need to change it? What kind of things would you do differently? I want you to take maybe like five to 20 minutes to write about it and specifically write about imagining you having the body you want. And I want you to write in details that what would you do? For, I always do this exercise with some of my clients. Uh, at times I do this exercise with some of my clients and sometimes I hear from them that, you know, I would be do taking this adventure and doing this novel thing with my partner, like surprising him uh, with like staying home naked or do uh, kind of have sex in these risky places. And it can open up the door for you to see what you're missing out and what is truly uh, you desire sexually. Because sometimes we tell ourselves this story of I'm not doing this sexual thing because I'm not into it. But when it comes to it, I as a provider, as a therapist can see that it's just a fear and this feeling of hatred toward our body that gets in the way of truly enjoying our uh, sex lives. The second exercise I want you to do is requires you to think about these stories as just thoughts. So what's going on is sometimes we confuse with our thoughts. As most of you know, we are not our thoughts. 
thoughts are we all like our brain is like radio doom and gloom and constantly producing this random thoughts and which is nothing wrong with it we most of the time we're not paying attention to the thoughts but if you are buying into the stories that your brain tells you you can get very stuck for example if you're thinking i'm fat versus saying that i notice i'm having a thought that and that thought says I'm fat, it's very different. One says, like when you say I'm fat, you're kind of fusing it with that thought. But when you're calling it and labeling it as as just thoughts, that can make a, a different that can create different relationship with those thoughts. And it's it's normal to have negative thought. And I think acknowledging this uncomfortable thought, even that can be very powerful because what happens is we get stuck in different cycles. We're thinking, oh my God, I'm fat. And then we don't want to kind of acknowledge that, that thought that's very strong. And then we do some kind of a external behavior in order to avoid what's going on. For example, you might kind of grab a drink to, to do drinking or to numb the pain, or you might just distract yourself with a mindless task instead of kind of tuning in really what's happening for you. The other piece of it is kind of acceptance. And accepting where you are with your body, accepting that this is the narrative that you have in this moment. This is a thought that you have in this moment. And also accepting that kind of you need to give up the old behaviors that they were not working for you. And, you know, sometimes my clients coming into me, they have this thought that I'm fat, my body is undesirable, and they've been on this numbers on you, and they have this history of yo-yo dieting and trying everything and losing and gaining weight and doing surgeries and all of that. And I think the first step for them would be accepting that this diet mentality, this behaviors that I'm doing to lose weight is not serving me. And I need to use a new and different strategies. And also, I, I don't want you to think acceptance is resignation. You're giving up on yourself. Acceptance, it's an active process. So you're accepting that this is a situation right now, sort of avoiding it. Therefore, it creates this room for making changes. The other piece is like not focusing on the past because I know that many of us that struggle with body image, something happened in the past. There was, we, we possibly got bullied at school, someone made fun of our body, maybe a lover said something about our body that stuck. And it's important to know that those are the things from the past. And in order for you to change things right now, you need to refocus on what's happening now. That's why I want you to do this mindful mirror exercise. Many of my clients, that they don't like their body. They hate looking at, at themselves in the mirror. So what we're going to do is I want you and I encourage you to maybe three to five minutes stand in front of a mirror that this kind of head to toe mirror. And I want you to kind of really trying to focusing on what you're seeing and noticing thoughts and feeling as they are coming up when you're looking at yourself and your body in the mirror. I want you guys to kind of think about and name it that Naming all these thoughts that you have, saying that uh, I noticed that I'm having a thought that tells me 
that I have big thighs. That tells me my breasts are saggy. And after that, I want you to write it and kind of writing it in the same kind of a, a mindful way that saying that you are, that kind of differentiate, that you are different than your thoughts. And it, the more you do it, the better you get at catching yourself, having this thought and calling it what it is. They're just thoughts and they will pass. And when you pay attention to them and say, thank you, my brain, for producing this thought and separating yourself from those thoughts and not buying into that reality and making it to a reality, you can change your relationship with your body. The other exercise I want to mention is mirror exercise and it focuses on like you looking at your genital. And this will be specifically very helpful for people who have shame around their uh, shape of their genital. Many women, I notice that they think their genital is ugly. They find it very shameful and they just don't want to even look at it. So I encourage you what to do is make sure the door is locked if you're living with other people and grab a magnifying side of a makeup mirror. So I want you to sit comfortable, be somewhere that you have good light and kind of take a look at your genital. And I want you to be curious about it. I think like many of my clients, when they do that, they get this kind of uncomfortable feeling. I just want you to be very curious. Like you're looking at something that you haven't looked at, like a piece of art and see and look at the kind of the the anatomy of it. If other lips, look at your vulva. And then I want you to focus on sensation. I want you to feel, how does it feel to touch different part of your vulva. I want you to kind of put some lubricant and stroke your inner lips and notice the sensation. And then look at your clitoral hood. And the same for male. I know that male anatomy is different, but I want you to also like really paying attention if you're doing this exercise, that touching your penis and also looking at the colors, different colors, different sensation. It's a, similar to mindfulness exercises, but you're applying it to your body. And I think that can be very powerful as far as like seeing your body through a different eyes. The next exercise I want you guys to think about is around getting comfortable with your body and your partner's body. What happens is many people are uncomfortable around nudity in general, especially women. And since they're not accustomed to seeing their partners nude, they feel like an extra pressure when when it comes to sex because they feel kind of sex is this grand performance and you need to, your body needs to be a certain kind of type in order to be desirable. But if you see your partner nude or your guys are in front of each other, you see each other nude body often, you don't feel that pressure. And I know if that's something that you haven't done in the past, that might feel uncomfortable. So you can do start with doing a small dose of this. For example, you can start with sleeping nude. The other thing is if even sleeping nude makes you uncomfortable, maybe you're not wearing anything when you're going from the shower, when you're going from bedroom to shower and you're not necessarily trying to seduce your partner, you're just practicing being comfortable in front of your partner being nude. 
The other thing that one of my clients was doing with her partner, which I found, I found very interesting, that they started doing nude happy hours. That's, there was a certain time of the week that they had this an hour of nude happy hour and uh, they were having cocktails and they were not necessarily sexual at that time, but they were doing it in order to be comfortable being naked in front of each other. Other thing that you can do around this uh, kind of getting more comfortable is skinny dipping with your partner. The other strategies is around creating this culture of body love. And I know uh, one of our previous guests, uh, Sonali, she, she talked about visual diet, which is so true. I want you guys to purposely and mindfully uh, go search internet or magazines and collect the image of people who are sexy, but they have your, your body type. And thank God to Instagram, to other body positive movement, that if you're searching for this picture, you will have access to it. And there are people with all sorts of body shape and that they, they portray this confident image and they're truly beautiful. So I want you to maybe print some of those pictures and put it at different places in your house, perhaps putting it on the mirror or either following those stories of those people on the internet and the Instagram and see what they do, how they carry themselves. So you can have some uh, mental image of how would that feel like? Be confident having different kinds of body. The other strategy is cleaning up your Instagram from this like a very sickly, unhealthy image of marketing and models that many of them are struggling with eating disorders. And it's funny that we're not aware of how much exposure we get around, uh, how much exposure we get to peoples with certain kind of body that cause us to have negative image of ourselves. So for example, I can use my example is I have two Instagram accounts. One is my for my business, which is at Oasis to Care. You guys are all welcome to follow me and message me. The other one is my personal Instagram account. I have it maybe for 10 years now and I follow different things. For example, different brands that I'm interested in, different celebrities that I love their show. And I never thought about how, how this image as my personal account impacting me until I got this new phone. And then for a while, I didn't have my personal Instagram feed in the new phone. And I noticed that I, was, I had a more positive attitude because all I had was my business account on Instagram and I was follow, I'm following my colleagues and many of the eating disorder advocates and I'm constantly getting exposed to these positive nurturing messages. So I guess that all I wanted to say is even if you don't think this is impacting you, I want you to be mindful and going to your feed and deleting the accounts that makes you feel bad about yourself. It doesn't mean like those people are bad or it doesn't mean that you never cannot follow them, but it's more about acknowledging that at this moment, these accounts are not helping you with building and cultivating a better relationship with your body. The next skill I'm going to talk about is coming from Dr. Linda DeViller's book on love skill. It's writing a letter 
to the part that you find undesirable. For example, if you find the shape of your penis undesirable or your breast size undesirable, you write the letter and describe your feeling about this feature and what specifically you consider attractive about those things. And then for second part, you write what do you think your physical feature might say back to you in their defense. So it's encouraged you to have this dialogue, dialogue with that part. Um, I know maybe like talking about it might appear cheesy, but I have done it. And I know Linda in her book, she has an example of it. And that can be very profound as far as helping you to uh, look at this uh, negative and what you consider an attractive features in a different light. And last skill I wanted to mention is wearing sexy clothing, buying lingerie that make you feel confident. I know that the goal is creating this mindset that confidence comes from within. But what I notice in my clients is that when they don't like their body, they're wearing this very unattractive clothing. They don't think they deserve to wear sexy clothing. So what they do is they don't buy nice things for yourself. So it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. If you don't buy a nice thing for yourself, you're not going to feel sexy. And when you not feel sexy, you're not going to want to have sex. So I want you to kind of maybe even purchase one item that makes you feel sexy. And I want you to kind of wear it next time and notice how you would see and perceive yourself differently, even with the, making these minor changes. Anyhow, that, that was a few of the strategies I had. I know some of the issues around body image and self-image is very deep. So if you feel that there was trauma in your past, there was something that truly uh, creates this block, you can contact our practice and we have skilled clinicians that they can help you with resolve some of these deep-rooted issues. Anyhow, let me know if you have an, other strategies that you use and that in the past help you to cultivate a better relationship with your body. And I hope to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.